This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Good evening, you're listening to Little Fish on Joy 94.9. Tonight I'm joined in studio with Ryan, Kara and Mitt from The Good China. Hey guys, how are you going? Good, Good thanks. Hello. <laughs> thanks for joining me tonight. I'm really excited to be speaking to you. But before I start with the interview, I just want to clear up a rumour. Um, is it true that in not one of your songs does a member play the same instrument twice? So you all swap instruments every song? Oh, we play the same ones, you know, every second song maybe. <laughs> every second song? Because I had you pinned as the most multitasking band out there in Melbourne at the moment. You could probably say that. Yeah, we do swap quite a bit. <laughs> That's insane. Your resumes must be like seven pages long or something like that. Uh, so how many of you are there? There's eight. Eight. So, so there's another five as well as this three <laughs> sitting here. <laughs> well, that's good because we do only have three mics in the studio. So We're how used d- to a shortage of mics. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to bring your own to every gig? We Cara keep- does, actually. Yeah, yeah, we keep spare ones and DIs as well. Mm. Well, that's good. <laughs> then you must have, do you have like a roadie crew or something that follows you everywhere? S- significant others. Significant others. Yeah, we have Gavin. That's my boyfriend. Yeah. Shout out to Gavin. Yeah. <laughs> He's a good boy. He carries things. <laughs> good on him. So how did you become the Good China? Did you set out needing an 11-piece band or did it just kind of evolve into what you've got now? Um. <laughs> we, we all look at Kara. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of my fault, really. Um, I posted an ad on a musician's website uh, looking for people who are into the same sort of music as me and... Um, Yeah, just looking for like-minded people and I didn't really expect to find this many of us. Um, And, yeah, I met up with each person. It was like a series of blind dates over a couple of weeks. (laughs) Musical speed dating. Yeah, pretty much. It was pretty bizarre. But, um, yeah, so I said yes to everybody that I liked and then went, holy shit, that's a big band, Um, but let's give it a go. And, yeah. What would you say your style of music that you do like is? Who are your influences? Um, the ones I listed in the original ad, um, if I can remember, definitely Arcade Fire was up there. You had Elbow and Radiohead. The Deers. The Frames. That's about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, shift- they're all the ones listed. But I think, <laughs> I think we've actually pulled in a lot more indie pop um, and a lot more sort of indie alternative like Broken Social Scene and Modest Mouse. Um, and Lost what? Campesinos. Lost Campesinos we love, yeah. I hear also architecture in Helsinki and you guys. Yeah, we get that a lot actually um, and we love it really. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big compliment. Well, they're, they're probably my uh, one of three favourite bands. So how, did, uh, how, do you write, how do you go about writing your songs? It's pretty collaborative. Um, usually there's a, we've got quite a few singer-songwriters in the band and they'll develop a song by themselves and usually bring it to the band, we'll jam, jam on it for a bit and just refine, you know, the progressions and the lyrics and and we've kind of gotten to the point where we're okay with delegating different singers for it. It doesn't have to be the person who wrote it sings a song, which is really quite lovely because um, I'm not much of a songwriter myself, but I'm a singer and it kind of lets me have an opportunity to sing as well as play some instruments. It's, That's really It's good. really evolved quite a lot because when we started... Um, 
there was everyone had their own individual songs that we brought to the table um and now we're actually writing songs while we're in the band so the sound is different to what we're all we all started with and i think i think everyone has actually brought a song to the table except um, you and no she <laughs> she got the, the cover as well she was the one who suggested our um yeah, our Jens Lechman cover um and we put that together and yeah, so everyone has contributed a, a song to the Good China Canon. It was pretty cool. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, you must be a really tight knit band if you actually have, you know, the ability to take a song which you've written and sign it over for somebody else to sing it. Because I know a lot of people sort of hold their their songs fairly close to their hearts and wouldn't, you know, trust anyone else with them. So I think that says something about you as a band. We're all ridiculously close. Um, <laughs> yesterday was actually our, or actually Saturday was the day of um, our two-year anniversary. Is that right? Yeah. And we all went out for dinner and by, you know, with each other and I bought everyone a present. There's actually now a star called the Good China (laughs) in Orion's constellation. (laughs) Is there really? Galactic. (laughs) Yeah, well, last year I I made everyone necklaces and I thought, how am I going to top this? So I bought a star. I don't oh. know if you can um, top that one. No. What are you going to do next year? You, you actually ventured out of the stratosphere. <laughs> I've been daydreaming at work trying to think of what to do for next year and I have no idea. That's right. You've got um, something like 11 months to think about it. Yeah, that's true. But um, how can we see see this star? If Because as we know, show is on quite late at night. So if everyone wants to uh, step outside their door or look out the window, where is the Good China Star? It's in Orion's constellation. But if you would like the shortcut uh, to the zoom in picture, um, sign up to our e-newsletter, which is on our website. And there will be details on there in the April newsletter. It's pretty much in Orion's armpit. If you oh. want to have a look tonight. <laughs> the most potent part of Orion himself. The certificates we got were really specific in that they had a very small dot but a quite large square around <laughs> it pointing out where it was, which didn't help all that much. <laughs> um, so we know it's somewhere in that square. There's lots of dots. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, the Good China has secured a fine position in the Melbourne's music scene and now in <laughs> Orion. <laughs> so you're really conquering the world. Uh, so what what's plans for you guys for the future? Any recording? Um, hopefully, yeah, we, we want to record another EP. Um, we're pretty happy with our first one and we've had it out for a little while now. So we're starting to think about being ready to get back in the studio. Um, I think we're going to demo some tracks over the next few months and then... Hopefully, I guess later this year or early next year, we'll be looking at doing another release. Um, And yeah, just lots of gigging, hopefully um, getting back up to Sydney again. We just went there a few weeks ago and had a good time. So yeah, I just want to keep playing in Melbourne. And And we have a residency at um, the Evelyn coming up, which we're all looking forward to um, on Tuesday nights in April, starting uh, not this week, but next week, 6th. Mm. And yep. then we'll be taking a, a brief break whilst Ryan goes jet-setting around the world. So <laughs> jealous. Bastard. Ryan. Um, <laughs> so the next couple of months will be the last time that you'll be able to see us uh, pretty much till the close to the end of the year. Oh, well then in that case, uh, everyone get yourselves down to the Evelyn. That's uh, on Brunswick Street. And that's, I'm trying to think, corner of Brunswick and Johnson? No. It's it's near there. Near it's there. a corner of... Kerr, I think. Kerr, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've had many parking fines down there. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. It's it's a nightmare. Parking just not, it's not very band-friendly, is it? No. Just, it's really not. There's nowhere to 
put things. I've had. Um, <laughs> we do love the Everton, though. We have played there quite a lot. That's one of our it's a fabulous spots. venue. It's got a really good band space. A lot of couches. It's a really good space to go see a band. I was there on Friday night for uh, to see Big Scary, the Box Rockets, and Buckley Ward. Buckley Ward, and, and that was really good because everyone was sort of in a semicircle around the stage, and there was just one crazy old man <laughs> drunk out of his brain, uh, <laughs> he's, dancing um, interpretively. Yeah, he's a, an old um, favorite of the Evelyn. Actually, he used to. Pa- uh, heard this from my brother who used to be in a band and he wants to talk to the managers about them. He's actually um, been hit a few too many times in the head. He used to be a professional boxer. Oh. Yeah, and he, it's, he's actually shadow boxing is what he's doing. He's actually <laughs> punching at his shadow. Is he Milo Kerrigan? No. <laughs> Not at all. Well, that's a fantastic story. I wish I'd known that the other night and I would have... Um, it explains a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I, would I would have stopped sort of gawking. But uh, what I'd like to know is, do you have any crazed fans? Uh, Ryan's brother. <laughs> <laughs> He's lovely. He, he, between he and Tash, um, who's one of Quian's friends, they they really support us as much as they can, and That's it's really lovely as well. Yeah. <laughs> they they like to dance. And we had an unusual in. run in last night actually while we were down in Geelong with um, <laughs> with a lady. It was, it was an unusual Sunday night in Geelong. Um, uh, we were in the middle of the sound check, and uh, this middle aged lady would just about forty year old intoxicated woman. Yeah, she just sort of bust in through the, the through the side door and wandered around and we we <laughs> I think we were all a little bit confused cuz we thought she was a booking agent or someone for the <laughs> hotel <laughs> but no she know. was she was just a bit crazy <laughs> that was all every band has got to have uh, one one crazed fan from the early days and on that note I'm going to play one of, well my all-time favorite song off the good china EP at the moment and it's called we found three whistles and you're listening to little fish on joy 94.9 This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. And that was We Found Three Whistles by The Good China. You're listening to Little Fish with Hannah on Joy 94.9. And we're actually in studio with The Good China. We're with Cara, Mitt and Ryan. Very, very exciting to have them here today. So we're seeing you at the Evelyn for your residency in April and that's going to be very exciting. Are you touring anytime soon? We've just come back from a few shows um, around Sydney and then we went down to Geelong yesterday actually. So we're kind of doing some intermittent touring at the moment. Um, Nothing set in concrete right now. Sounds fantastic. So what is the best thing that's happened to you as a band? The ultimate moment. Ooh, good question. <laughs> can we can we have one each? Yeah. Yes, yes. You can. I will let you have one each. Does that mean I get to start? <laughs> yeah, go for it. Um, St Kilda Festival, I think. Um, we were lucky enough in 2009 to play on the New Music stage, um, which is a, a voted stage. So uh, at the end of the day, the the people who go and watch the bands get to choose who they thought was the best, and then they play on the main stage and the next year and we were voted the um the favorite band so we played on the main stage and those have been our two biggest shows to date and the thrill of playing on such a huge stage in front of so many people um was just the best time i've had in the band personally it was a fantastic show too i was there <laughs> it was so fun what about you Mitt? ryan stole mine yeah, um, that's why yeah. i went first mine too i think <laughs> ryan again <laughs> um ah uh. There's so many good things. One of them, like touring, we 
we've had some fantastic times on the road, traveling in a Tarago up to Canberra, swimming in fountains, you know, the usual kind of stuff. But I think getting recognized in public's a pretty special thing. When um, I was at three or something, getting my phone fixed and the girl <laughs> kind of shyly looked at me and said, are you in the good China? Oh, wow. It's <laughs> like, yes, yes, I am. I also get a, a lot of customers in my shop that I work at, like picking up on it. It's pretty fun. Car? I think mine is tied into Ryan's probably. Um, the. I think playing at the St Kilda Festival this year was amazing because it was such a big stage. But the year before sticks out as being really special. It was a weird day. It was the day after the bushfires, um, like Saturday or whatever it was last yep. year. And um, it was raining in the morning. We all thought, oh, it's going to be washed out. It's going to be terrible. And then we got there and just before our set, the sun started coming out. And by the time we played, there was probably more than 500 people crammed in watching our stage and... Um, you know the wind blowing in our hair and it just felt like such a rock star moment and especially in the the song that you just played we found three whistles um I play a little recorder solo and um as I started playing it some guys in the crowd shouted out recorder and it was just I just felt like you know you you can't be a rock star playing recorder really but (laughs) But you can make it so yeah that's right it was awesome (laughs) that would be an amazing feeling coming coming up and you know reinventing the instrument that everyone had to labor over in grade four (laughs) it was worth it now guys Well, there you go. If anyone's got their children listening tonight, keep at it, kids. <laughs> it's a t- it's a two note solo, isn't it? <laughs> Played with great skill. Our, Gusto. Less is more. Whatever yeah. they say. It's a minimalist. Minimalist. We love minimalists. <laughs> You're obviously gaining rapid success as a band. Which other bands in the in the scene that you've played with would you really like to see succeed? Obviously, as well as yourself. Well, after last night, um, definitely a Geelong band called Fly By Wire, who are just phenomenal. They've really got the guts to get somewhere, definitely. Uh, We've got also a few favourite kind of Melbourne friends bands that we've shared many stages with, like um, Spun Rivals, who are way punkier and rockier than (laughs) us, but they're definitely such a special act to see. Um, you guys? I really enjoyed um, Parking Lot Experiments when oh, we played fabulous. with them. Um, and I know we're playing with them in a few months again. Um, and they're really starting to get recognised. And I know they went over to um, New Zealand and played like the small festival over there, Campus Aloha, um, which is invite only, which is really cool for them. And um, they just have such a great approach to music and making their songs. Um, and watching them on stage is so much fun. Yeah, definite atmosphere. Um, and it's going really there. great to play with a band like that. Yeah, um, we played with a band um, at the Northcote Social Club. Um, there were the other support band um, called Little Scout. They're from Brisbane, and um, they're a little bit like Fly By Wire. I'd say they're kind of just really sweet, gorgeous um, indie pop, kind of a folk bent, and um, yeah, really pretty songs and gorgeous voices. So, yeah. Yeah, there is so much, so much fantastic music out there. My next question is, if you could support any band in the world, who would it be? Radiohead. (laughs) We've had that. (laughs) We've had Radiohead from a lot of bands. (laughs) They're just like my all-time favourite band. But actually, in all seriousness, I think I would lose my nut most over supporting Los Campesinos or Johnny Foreigner or any other kind of indie bands like that that just totally 
rock everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I have to ditto everything that <laughs> those guys said. And I hear Broken Social Scene are coming to Australia Ooh, soon, maybe, yes. according to Fuji Rock's um, lineup. So it'd be nice if we could get a you know, bit of a nudge at that um, gig. Mm. Booking agents, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon there's a few listening out there. Uh, after all, you guys uh, are certainly on the rise. Apart from the Evelyn, like you were saying, are you doing any other gigs? I know that you played the Melbourne City Romp. Was that a fun gig? Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We really enjoy um, playing gigs that actually mean something. Uh, it was in support of the Burnett Institute yeah. um, after the Melbourne City Romp um, fundraiser. Um, and the quite a few cool acts playing like scared weird little guys played it was really weird sharing a stage with them <laughs> considering pretty much most of us grew up with them <laughs> um but we've got um uh, there's a website um called tone deaf that's putting on a new night um at cherry yeah, bar yeah and i've been getting fb <laughs> invites yeah down. heaps of updates i know from those guys and um that'll be later in may um and yeah. i think we'll probably plan for Something special before end of June when I um, are you going to throw your, your going own going away, away party? Um, only if the good China can play it. No, <laughs> is the good China really the good China without you? Those well, we're the broken China. The broken China. <laughs> A lot of people get our name confused and call us that sometimes, or <laughs> the, the best China. <laughs> well, I, I actually it only took me a while because you know I'm a little slow on the up, uh, on the uptake there to realize that you were talking about like cups and saucers, China. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the country. Yeah, I was talking to a taxi driver the other night, and because I had my instruments with me, and he, he asked what band I was in, and I said the Good China, and he asked if it was a political statement, and he seemed a little bit offended um, <laughs> about it, but I reassured him and and told him it was. Specifically about porcelain. Porcelain. Kind of nice that it's ambiguous, though. I think it's good that it's misinterpreted or interpreted in different ways by different people. It kind of, it's whatever you want it to be, really. About a year after we started with the name, a friend of mine um, who was very much into rhyming slang um, pointed out that China plate is Australian rhyming slang for mate. It's actually prison slang. Prison slang. (laughs) There you go. Well, we are formed from convicts, um, but China plate being mate means the good China means good mate, which is really kind of an angle that none of us thought of. Um, and there's, there's so many different ways to take it. I think that's one of the, the best ways, uh, that's the, the best things about it. Yeah, name. the mark yeah. of a of a good name. And I think there's always that realisation when I worked it out. I was like, oh, the good China, that's so true. My mum has that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It makes it hard to search our name in Google, though. Oh, I know. You get a lot of hits for ice cream hands because they released an album called That's The Good true. China. And a lot for just plates and yeah. cups. And yeah. <laughs> 40-year-old women blogging about getting The Good China out. Ah, well, maybe there's a new market that you could tap into there. Yeah. We, we are actually popular with the nanas. We get a yeah. few nans along to quite a lot of our shows. Yeah, because you're non-offensive. Got a violin happening, you know, we, record we, a solo. We swear a bit, but, you know, usually their hearing isn't up to scratch anyway, so it doesn't... <laughs> you, can't really, you can't really see it, but Adam behind the drums wears a rug across his knees to keep warm a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to impress the nanas. But in terms of swearing, you, I swear that they, they don't listen to the lyrics. I think it's once you hit the age of 40, you stop listening to the lyrics. My mum was listening in the car. I had Belle and Sebastian on. Uh, in the car and she was listening to it every day as she you know went about her daily business and she came home one day and started yelling at me about that hideous music I had in the car I said what are you talking about it's Val and Sebastian you've had it in there for a week and she says 
I heard them say the F word today. <laughs> I heard them and I said, what do you mean? Surely you heard that before. No, I just listened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe keep her away from half the content on the life pursuit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She's also the Jamiroquai's biggest fan. She really likes that Dynamite <laughs> song that's like, I've got a lot of juice I need to put to use or something. And she just walks around singing it and I'm like, no, nah, mum. <laughs> It's <laughs> but anyway, thanks very much for coming to talk to us today. Guys, it's been really exciting to have you. You're, since I started the show, I've wanted to get you guys on. Um, so it's been really exciting. So thanks very much. And we hope to see you guys succeed. Thank, <laughs> Thank you. you very much, Anna. Now I'm just going to leave that off with another song from the Good Chinas EP. And this one's called If Pain Persists. You're on Joy 94.9. Thank you for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.